Hi, I'm Nikhil Kumar and I have with me my colleagues Geetika Dubey, Prachin Tiwari and Shivangi Rai. We are going to talk about creator economy at large and we want this conversation to be really fluid. Let's get into, you know, uh, all the depths and the rabbit holes that we can. We have some questions already prepared and we'll begin with them. Do you remember any creator from the you know initial uh, wave of creator creators in India um, who really inspired the you know next uh, generation of the creators? I think the very first creator that I could think of from my childhood, I could say I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> so I would uh, think it is Tarla Dalal. She was the first creator that we used to see daily on our televisions. Mm. So I think she inspired a whole generation of home bakers, creators. Uh, so now it is how she started that we now see a lot of people mm-hmm. putting up their recipes. And now followed by Tarla Dalal, we now see Kavita's Kitchen, one mm. of the most famous pages on YouTube. Mm. Uh, followed by Saranj Koila, now chefs like Ranveer Rar and all. They put up their recipes on you know their youtube channels and not like big ones like them even the small time you there's this guy indian bawarchi i really love this guy i mean uh, he does plating and the very beautiful plating of indian uh, north indian food mm-hmm. and uh, the way he does it it's very raw it's uh, maybe sometimes on his roof uh, you know he in a makeshift kitchen he's cooking some chicken and then you know and you see the setup it's so raw and then when he presents that food it's absolutely beautiful and this guy has amazing following on instagram and really commendable job what he has done so talking about instagram and the type of content that we can see now i have seen that many uh, like there was there is this cooking page that i follow uh, the korean vegan what they share is uh, their life stories while preparing their recipes so what you talk about and the way you share it is very different from actually just showing us the recipe, which were initial formats of just this right. is it. Right. Now we also get a sneak peek in the life of the creator and right. we get a more bigger of a connect that oh you went through the same problems or you oh this is so, so much relatable. Right. Like I'm learning something while I'm actually mentally learning something right. and I'm feeling more warm in the content space. Right. So I think formats of these videos or content is evolving it's going to become more about connecting with the creator or connecting right. with each other right. mm-hmm. and that in turn you know uh, inspires the next set of creators right i mean the kind of stories that you're talking about yeah i remember one uh, wherein uh, ranbir brar came on this uh, one of the youtube videos with his mom and uh, they prepared uh, rajma and i love cooking so I learned a very different recipe of, you know, uh, preparing rajma and uh, that involved a lot of ghee. His mom made it look so easy that the very next morning I, you know, woke up and uh, I soaked the rajma obviously <laughs> overnight, <laughs> but I prepared the rajma in next 15 minutes and I was really surprised that why I never came across such video. I could have, you know, I love rajma so much, that, but I was always dependent on my uh, you know, home cook, she prepares it. But once I learned it, I always cook it for myself, right? 
so as long as we are about uh, thinking about motivation how one set of creators inspired the others and how we can relate to the current set of creators right so it is uh, i think one aspect uh, which all of us would agree to is that the content format that we see now with these creators is very much relatable to our day to day lives unlike the right. content that was already prevalent there in form of tv Correct. maybe or movies so uh, talking about relative uh, you know relating to things what is that one art that uh, you know inspired you maybe motivated you or something that you related to you know in a sense for me it would be my guru ma kareena kapoor dan i love her she's a absolute definition for boss woman she okay. owns up to things she does she's both traditional and non traditional as well mm. at 40 she's killing it mm. being a mother being an actor everything right and she's just stunning in all ages and i'm pretty sure she'll continue being that lovely <laughs> lovely and why boss woman boss woman because it's inspiring to see you know women owning up to th- things and you know taking care of this shit and owning shit right. that they care of so yeah this might may sound funny but uh, i was in love with this movie up in the george clooney i'm a george clooney fan but uh, when i saw that movie for the first time i was in college uh, and I, i got inspired from a you know a different perspective from this movie I saw this guy who's traveling, you know, back to back to different places, in, and uh, the way he carries himself, the way he's he's doing his packing and everything. There's, there's a, there was a charm, right? The George Clooney charm that you see, right? So I got inspired with that, right? And when I started this business, um, uh, when I started this business, uh, I started following that, you know, character that I used to pack light, and I loved traveling. I was you know traveling almost four times a week so that was my initial set of you know inspiration from this piece of art right uh, but as you know uh, this thing progressed 10 years down the line when i look at that, look at that movie again it inspires me for a different reason the second half of that movie was the man re- realizing that you know the things that you consider burden the family and the relationships that you have uh and he's been running away from them and but ultimately he comes you know back to them and he feels home with those people the same bit happened with me uh in the second uh, you know part of this decade i realized that you know all this uh chasing the traveling and everything is good it's good for the you know but, but you have to some place you know you have to draw that line and you have to prioritize that what is more important to you and that's when i realized that okay everything is you know set set aside uh, family is the most important thing right so that one movie is something that you know at different uh, point in time inspired me for different reasons right so that's a beauty of art right uh, the same thing can provoke a different emotion for one person right i was a different person back then and i'm now a different person now right it inspired two different emotions for me right and uh, i think that would have happened with all of us right some piece of art would have inspired you for some reason right um not really inspired but uh, the content the content creator which are related to there there are a couple of them but the two most uh, for me were kusha kapila because i have a punjabi background mm. and whenever she used to enact her mother to do day things because punjabis are considered loud 
like really loud and we are loud there's no lie in that <laughs> so in no, we don't have a normal pitch we have a high pitch and a higher pitch and the highest pitch I could relate to that so much that I even have a mommy. She she's from Chandigarh, and despite her staying in Australia, there's nothing Australian about her. So uh, just a recent incident, uh, she came. Uh, she was here for a couple of days. So my brother, his laces were open. So she sh- shouts in the middle of the ground, Pranav, tere jute de laces khule hai. Then all the kids were looking at Pranav. So he was obviously embarrassed. Him being an Australian kid, he's like, No, no, mom, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. उटरेटिंग So she makes such funny things that at five o'clock you don't know what you're going to say. You're saying after five o'clock I'm already gone. You don't catch me till then. So so funny. Or there was one more reel that how to uh, stay active while doing something else. So what she did was she uh, on her mouse she added some peanut butter for a dog and she gave it to her dog. So that way the mouse was moving in the computer and the dog was actually licking peanut butter. So it was very hilarious. You know something right. you relate to. Right. 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 Sometimes it's not that serious meaning, right? It's all, all about you know something you know uh, makes you feel light, something relaxes you, right? What What's for you? I keep consuming art and I keep getting uh, into rabbit holes of different sorts of. Inspiration, to be honest. Uh, so, one inspiration that led me to actually change something in my life. It sounds very weird, but uh, was an interview that led me to change the way I think about my body. That's very funny. Uh, I became uh, I became a fan of Henry Cavill from The Witcher One series. Like I became a huge fan. I started watching his reels. I started following him on Instagram, and then started watching his interviews. In one of the interviews, uh, an interviewer asked him. That how did you because he bumped up a lot for Superman one, so like how did you manage to do that? He's like a lot on this line. I'm paraphrasing badly, but on this line they said something on the lines of that you actually can control your body, and uh, it was some like it's a very stupid thing to realize at twenty seven <laughs> that you can control your body. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I am doing this, or I am moving my fingers, or I am doing this. It's taking reference from a uh, uh, like a sneaky artist podcast, Namit Verma. You do not always have permission about this, about basic things in your life. Somehow, somewhere, you see something, and you're like, "Oh, I do have the permission to do it." And it's right. sort of a switch that clicks in your mind. I'm like, "Oh, I can control my body." And since then, I started working out, and for for a year, I've been living a bit healthier than I used to. one piece of art that i would say certainly so th- there are a lot of things that i have been inspired uh, with throughout my life but uh, i'll talk about something very recently i was uh, listening to this podcast by amit verma and this podcast of him was with imranan pandey so i i have like she was uh, working with doordarshan and in my childhood i had seen imranan pandey right. but uh, then she was gone and the next i heard of imranan pandey was when she came on this episode with Amit Verma. So one would naturally think that I got inspired by Ranar Pandey. But interestingly, with this podcast, the other person that I got inspired by, of course, I was inspired by Ranar Pandey. But the other person was her mother. 
Shibani. Shibani. So till that time, so, I had never heard of a uh, of uh, Indian author called Shivani. Mm-hmm. When Nadal Pandey talked about and Amit Verma talked about Shivani in that podcast, then I actually went back and you know read about her. And in the entire podcast, I could figure it out that the kind of life Nadal Pandey had. Right. Right. It was certainly inspired by what she saw her mother do. Right. So right. Um, for a lot of women. Um, how we are conditioned is that once you're married, mm. right, and once you have a kid, then your life must revolve around the your, either your husband or yeah. your extended family or your kid. Right. But uh, despite having four kids, how mm. Shibani man and not a husband, she was widowed at a very early age with four kids, and how she managed to, you know, actually handle all those four kids get them settled in their respective fields and also take out time for her writing mm-hmm. in midst of all this chaos. Uh, that is was something very inspiring and uh, the kind of at that point of time the kind of people she was dealing with. Yeah. So she takes name of some very very um, you know uh, famous personalities mm-hmm. and how each one of them was so famous yet so down to earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is some inspiration that I draw from from Shibani and if uh, and the kind of uh, exposure she is given to all of her children. Okay. Yes. So at one point of time, Rana talks about that uh, after completing her uh, graduation, her elder sister actually after completing her graduation, she was of the view that now I'll be married off mm-hmm. since I've attained a certain age and she they didn't have a father and Shibani was the only earning member in the family through her writings and all and. Uh, uh, so she had made up her, her sister had made up her mind that I will be married off soon because since I have completed my graduation. So that is when Shibani comes in and she tells her daughter that how dare you think that any of my daughters would get married without completing a postgraduate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. How, how could this happen to, and daughters, to my that? daughters? Right. And uh, for a single mother having mm-hmm. this kind of thought process mm-hmm. back then. Right. So right. that is something very inspiring. Right. So at times, I think it has also happened in my life that there are certain things that you do not think for yourself, mm. but somebody, somebody else in your life, for you. you know, takes a better decision for you. Mm. Mm. And then you you may not realize it then, but mm. eventually during the course of your life, you realize that this was one thing that right. changed the entire course of life. For right. right. And the most beautiful part of, you know, this entire uh, boom of creator economy and how more and more creators are on the internet and they are engaging with their audience is that how smaller smaller communities are being formed i've been part of many such communities um, during the pandemic and even before the pandemic i joined a couple of courses to learn things like you know maybe improving my writing learning a new language learning about web3 crypto what i discovered uh, by being part of these uh, courses or by being part of these communities is that the kind of people you meet everyone is sharing the same kind of journey that you are on and uh, the creators are so kind enough to you know engage with you understand your problems and give you a personalized answer to your problems unlike the traditional method of learning the MOOCs that as they call it it was one content which was being broadcasted and everyone was consuming the same um, and that's where the you know uh, things like uh, percentage of completion of those courses were very very low right courses were already there 
but when you see these cohort based courses wherein communities are there people are part of those communities and they are learning with the creator the, it's more personal right and you are you feel accountable that you need to finish the, of this thing right so uh, if you look at how the learning happened earlier there are portals like coursera and all wherein the majority of learning used to happen people used to host courses on these websites and you used to subscribe to them and the percentage of completion was really low because uh, you didn't have the community with you now once this creator and the audience engagement has started through variety of tools that are out there this has significantly increased people are now part of a community where there are fellow you know students fellow learners and the creator is right there with you and con continuously checking up on you and you know these majority of these uh, sessions are uh, you know in person or over a zoom call wherein you are in touch with the creator so that learning obviously has increased a lot and it's not just the content of that course that you you know uh, value it's about the the post completion that engagement that you have with that community mm, yeah. it is what matters the most like i have been part of two such amazing communities one is my <laughs> i am like a fanboy for amit verma the scene and unseen uh, podcast the amit runs a fantastic cohort it's called uh, the clear writing community and he does almost every two months there's a course when i joined this thing uh i was part of a smaller community uh, cohort 18 it was and i had some really amazing people with me i learned a lot i mean but the beauty is that once you finish that course uh you graduate and join a larger community which is called clear writing community this is where the magic starts i would say i mean that community has some of the most fantastic people in the country this is where i started discovering more and more things further joined another uh, session with roshan abbas wherein he talked about branding completing that course i also got access to one more community wherein more and more such people were there so this is what the most magical part is the community if someone asked me that what is the most important part about the creator economy i would definitely say without a doubt that it's communities so do you think communities shape our beliefs uh, i would like to just add on a thing that yeah in certain manner communities do shape our beliefs but uh, before that before we join a community i think we already have some kind of beliefs which somehow resonate with the beliefs that our community follows or the mm. guidelines that our community follow maybe the people in mm. the community and that is what intrigues you to join the community right. because the major aim of anybody to join a community is that they can you know talk to like minded people yes one thing is that there is already a belief in you due to which you join a community and rather than shaping a belief a community uh, and the people in them actually give you a depth about yeah, how yeah, agree, agree. how you know passionate you are about right. that belief or are you actually right. that deep into the belief so there's a bias while joining yeah, yes, that community there certainly that... is a bias right. I, i mean i if i have to join a community because again being in a community and interacting with people takes up your time right it is not something that you can do in as a hobby or as your free time right. so you would certainly like to talk about things that you like right. of course i'm not covering people who are very you know extrovert enough and mm. adventurous enough mm. in this aspect but for me um, communities is something and things that i am interested into it could be my interest my likings about about something or the people and mm. times i i can join a community just because i like the people who are in that community irrespective of the things they talk about 
there could be several things think they could be talking about and in that process i could be learning a lot of things which i am new to yeah right so that right. is how it can shape up my beliefs and it can actually give me new beliefs about things yes just yesterday i was talking to a friend and they pointed out a very good observation they read in a book so they said that in a lot of what you believe motivates you to join some sort of institution but many times when you join it you realize that you your beliefs are not that intrinsically i'm going to say installed <laughs> in you because whenever something bad would happen your beliefs would just shake right. whereas very big institutions whenever a problem would come their beliefs won't shake say for example if a company believe that they would be good to their employees they would be right. good to their employees no matter what happens because right. that is a core belief that they have right but right. sometimes for us like good vibes only it's just a thing that we want to repeat to ourselves but it's not a core belief so if something bad happen oh my god this is not a good vibe actually right <laughs> things right. like that right right we do join like as we grow up as we unlearn we join communities that we resonate with but many times from like earlier childhood or something we do not have a lot of say in the communities that we are going to be some communities we are a part default right. Right. like even now standing beneath the people tree is scary <laughs> but like recently my parents have started doing is that people tree, like those sap people sapings come out anywhere mm-hmm. so what they've started doing they, they've started taking it out and planting planting in a pot uh, so now we have inside a, the house inside the house okay. so now we have a small pot of people tree in our house and according to my parents if there are rakshasas in it they are going to be very small and they're going to protect us <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting so yeah i think communities do shape our belief but a lot of our beliefs also come from communities that we did not know were a, uh, we are part yeah. of we are talking about communities here and definitely uh, with community you see a sense of belongingness right and uh, what do you think uh, how much gravity of belongingness you know uh, motivates you to do something you're part of this community and uh, obviously you you have a sense of belongingness there how does it compels you or motivates you to do something there is this challenge that goes on in uh, art community in october uh, for the entire month of october you draw something and there is a list that comes out for 31 days and 31 prompts you have to draw something it can be a very basic thing or it can be a very elaborate thing depending upon who how you are drawing it i do draw but not regularly and i'm not regular at it and this is something that artists are mostly accused of that you are not regular about it but artists have this thing that like uh, art comes out only when it wants to i don't <laughs> but again practice is something that's going to make you feel better actually it's going to make your skills better so this is something that my friends and i do and we have this sort of we have become sort of this part of this entire big internet community in october and the entire month of october we keep texting each other that like, okay draw if you are not going to post we are going to send it to each other mm. So this big, very big community has inspired us to create, like, practice for at least the entire month. Yeah, it sort of motivates you to create, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's amazing and it feels very good because for right. a, you're practicing something for a month. Right. I think um, not community per se, but initially I don't know if it's a community or not. For let, let's say, for example, actors, you know, mm. look up to them. You you think that oh, this is something I can do. Right. But you're not sure if you can do it or not unless you keep seeing over and people do it over and over again. Because right. when Amitabh Bachchan started, I'm pretty sure no Shahrukh Khan didn't know that he could act. 
But then he saw somebody there and he thought, oh, this is what I want to do as well. Maybe I can right, do right. that as well. Right. Lovely aspect, I mean, you raised a very well point. Okay. Um, yeah, this is interesting. And uh, if you uh, look at this thing from the perspective of creators and the creator economy, uh, the rise of creators in India definitely was led by, you know, some OG creators, right? Uh, and it's tough to say which one or which set of them actually inspired this thing, but there there are definitely some handful of people you would definitely give credit to, or right? From, from which part of the world, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Which part of the world, to be honest, right? And I would say definitely likes of Veer Das, Technical Guruji. Uh, this shift in you know uh, creator economy and the way creators are creating on these platforms has allowed them to experiment with the format, right? People in the uh, you know initially how you used to uh, produce content was there was set formats, a thirty-minute TV slot which for which you need to create a twenty-two minutes, twenty minutes content, and then there are advertisements and whatnot, right? But now you can, you know, prepare a dish in 10 minutes time and you can put it up in a you know, short reel format. And then if someone wants to go in detail, they can click on the link and go in, on YouTube and watch this in full. It's about the kind of content that you're consuming, whatever the format may be, that shapes you, right? And that shapes your belief, like initially you said, right? Or at least reaffirms your belief. Mm. What is that one conversation that you had or listened to has, you know, inspired you or rather you know uh, compelled you to correct something in you anyone there was this one recent podcast uh, that i was listening to it was uh, uh, amit varma and shayana bhattacharya shayana bhattacharya is the author of a book called desperately seeking charu so naturally when you listen to the title of the book you will see that it is about Shahrukh Khan mm. but it was not uh, the book was, is actually not about Shahrukh Khan as I learned from I have already ordered it but as I learned from the entire podcast the book is actually not about Shahrukh but it is about uh, the persona of Shahrukh Khan and how some or the other way we want men in our lives to be like Shahrukh Khan how we is in his movies, mm. not his early mm. movies where he is, you know, <laughs> just uh, terrorizing women and Bazigar or, you know, just stuffing them into suitcases, <laughs> killing women. Uh, but uh, the later part of his career where he is that one family man yeah. who engages into meaningful conversation with women, who actually listens to them, right. who inspires them, who is not shy to play volleyball with females, mm. um, who takes care of his daughter. Mm. Uh, right and uh, who is very much seen cooking mm. in the kitchen mm. unlike other macho personalities of, of the actors that we see so yes uh, so in the podcast uh, they talked about how uh, this part of a man that you actually fail to notice mm. right and you do not realize that uh, something like this is happening to you unless you hear about it from somebody right. else. So the podcast was named The Loneliness of Indian Women. Mm. It talks about how Indian women in major life taking decisions of her life is lonely, mm. right? Because there is no male figure. There is certainly male figure, uh, maybe a father or a husband. But at the end of the day, a major chunk of the responsibilities, mm. maybe related to household or children or anything else, it falls on women. Right. And it is uh, actually, you know, considered and given for granted that certain part of life has to be taken care by women, women only. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Shriana talks about how in movies we see Shahrukh as a man 
who is equally mm-hmm. involved in all aspects of life right be it parenting be it business be it you know any other aspect of life mm-hmm. so that is one conversation i think was very different mm-hmm. and very inspiring to me it actually drawed my attention to something that i was not aware of correct our subconscious yeah. uh, you know brain it was part of but we never acknowledged it yeah yeah right Hmm. So I'll talk about one such conversation which I had with Abhishek Shukla. Uh, he is like a elder brother to me, and uh, one of the uh, you know modern times famous poet in Urdu and Hindi. And uh, Abhishek ji has done really wonderful job. I mean, you can look up for him on YouTube, uh, Abhishek Rekta, and you would find so many creations of him. Uh, I was traveling back from Delhi and. Uh, accidentally though we are from the same town but we met on this flight um, we exchanged seats with someone and we both sat together the topic uh, suddenly you know uh, raised from some incident that we uh, noticed on the flight wherein someone was behaving in certain way with the flight attendant uh, and he you know turned towards me and said that you know nikhil the only thing if humans can correct about themselves is that you know filtering the kind of experience you got and not passing it further right most of us in fact knowingly unknowingly uh, you know share the experiences or pass on the experiences that we have had in the past this is something which is you know very harmful to the society uh, if you look at the funny side of it you all the government officials they behave in a certain way because they are passing the experience that they have got from the you know previous generation they have waited in that public office for 2 hours to get something and that's what they you know pass on to the next um, you know generation and that conversation left me with so much you know uh, thought that i have to try and correct this thing while well, maybe i am successful or not but definitely uh, i have started observing this thing about me whether i'm you know passing that same experience that i've had to you know the person i'm meeting further uh, this is one conversation yeah in the entire discussion we talked a lot about creativity arts and at par about the creators actually if you see then this is a very interesting space being mm-hmm. a creator mm-hmm. from a third person's perspective is very interesting each one of us i think would have some kind of perspective about right. the creators right. so i think uh, we can end this conversation today by each one of us telling what uh, is their perspective about creators all right see uh, as you said that it's very interesting uh, it's interesting definitely but at the same time i feel it's uh, really scary for the person who's creating right um, scary from the point of view that you know someone is investing a lot of time right so i really really respect the people who create right um, be it you know someone writing a book someone producing a podcast or someone creating a piece of art it's the kind of perseverance they do it with right it shows in their following right, right. Uh, it's not accidental it's the perseverance that has led them led them to such a huge community right if you look at the way the creator economy is progressing it's it becomes so much more important for the creators to be able to make a sustainable living out of their creation their art 
there's no doubt that uh, the traditional platforms had played a very big role in you know facilitating what the creator economy is right now but from here on where the journey will go right uh, that is really something you know important that will change the course of the you know creator economy for sure and how you know creators are going to engage with their fans the you know audience it's something which is going to be very pivotal you know uh, for the economy the creator economy and the kind of creation that is going to happen right why i'm saying that creation uh, how it will change the creation right creators coming close to their audience right it's something which is very beneficial for the art right you are receiving the feedback right from the you know audience who's loving you right you're part of this close community of 500 people who joined this community because they loved your art right and now you're up close sitting with them over a zoom call or maybe in person and taking feedbacks on your art right not from a wide majority of you know people who don't know whether you know they are so much vested in your art or not but these 500 people are vested in your art right and you being able to talk to them every now and then and you're shaping your art isn't that it's phenomenal right and the ability to do that uh, any platform that offers that is going to be really significant right one bit is that uh, another thing that you know uh, makes me think that is going to be very important that how the interactions how the monetization how the delivery will happen uh, in the next decade of the creator economy right the traditional platforms as i said that they have played a very big role in uh, doing what uh, they have done but from here on the creators would want to engage with their audience directly right for multiple reasons but one very prominent reason is that the earnings right whatever you are earning through your creation has primarily come from two channels right one is the advertising and second is the endorsements right but that happens only when you have a significant audience with you right um, for youtube it is thousand subscribers and for different platforms the different metrics what about the you know masses the, there are so many creators out there not everyone has you know over thousand subscribers and even with thousand subscribers you cannot earn a decent living but it doesn't mean that their art is not good enough right uh, their art might you know be beneficial to only thousand people across the you know uh, world but uh, those thousand people can be benefited by that art in a, such a manner that they would love to sponsor this artist or the creator for the rest of the life right mm. so it is very important that platforms emerge with the right intent to build something where creators are directly able to monetize you know their art with the help of their true fans right and uh, a lot of platforms have emerged no doubt uh, patreon is one such place uh, gumroad is another buy me a coffee is another and there are so many indian platforms also emerging in this space so these platforms are definitely going to shape how the creator economy is going to be in next uh, decade and uh, i think uh, more and more awareness has to be done as a platform as an uh, even the creators who are leading this space they have to talk more about it right how the 
budding creators or the creators in their early stage are you know uh, seeing this space right and they should be uh, you know made aware of the things that are available out there right there should be guidebooks there should be uh, standard contracts that these uh, people can refer to and uh, they must have access to these newer newer tools that are out there and uh, once that is done i mean i think uh, there is no stopping there i mean any any creator who has some piece of you know art would definitely find an audience right it uh, there's so many people out there right the billions of people across the globe and uh, as kevin kelly said in uh, you know in a conversation with, on a uh, 16c that uh, achieving you know 1000 true fans is not that tough thing uh, obviously it is tough <laughs> then we are talking about uh, the way we are talking about it but there are people right even if you are producing uh, something really really you know niche in a very focused segment is still uh, the possibility of uh, one in a million people liking your art leads to even thousands of people liking your art right but that's a big topic thousand true fans and uh, we are definitely going to cover this in upcoming uh, episodes uh, for this episode i think uh, yeah this is my uh, bit <laughs> anyone wishes to add anything uh, to what prachi has asked yeah so talking about the pressure on creators about creating uh, i was listening to this ted talk uh, given by elizabeth gilbert the writer of eat pray love she mentioned in that ted talk uh, that uh, when somebody says that you are be i'm going to become an artist people would come and apologize to you becoming an artist <laughs> whereas any other profession if you say that i'm going to be a doctor nobody would come up to you i'm so sorry that you're going to be a doctor but to be art to artist people do that this <laughs> is a pressure added by society to, on artists about creating she mentioned that after uh, writing epre love a few uh, somebody approached her or said to her that how do you feel now that the great your greatest work is behind you and that scared her like it would scare anybody like how right. would i know that this is my greatest work or anything else so one way of coping that she adds on this is uh, that creativity or this creative genius that you have in you or this creative genius is not something that is owned by people creativity is something more heavenly it's more universal than than the people itself right. art has as, as much say in becoming what it wants to as the artist does going to paraphrase badly again but i think michelangelo said about uh, carving uh, carving the angel said i did not carve an angel i saw an angel and i set it free lovely yeah um, and that's a big pressure um, as we have you know uh, started on this journey of creating this podcast and uh, uh, it's too early to say where it will where it will go but uh, definitely if you have listened to uh, it this far thank you so much for spending your time thank you so much for tuning in and uh, i know it's very premature for us to say to like follow and subscribe but please do that once you feel that we are worthy enough for it and thank you for tuning in and uh, with that also we mentioned a lot of books podcast and references um, all of this will be linked in our show notes and you can refer to that thank you so much thank you thank, thank you bye bye